Welcome to the TV Show Show. It's a show where we watch and discuss episodes of TV shows you've most likely already seen. I'm Rob Schulte. I'm Brittany High. The difference is we take a closer look. We go scene by scene and get into the nitty gritty details. Some might say we take things way too seriously and go way too far, which I would agree with them, actually. Yeah, I had a lot of thoughts about today's episode. We will begin this podcast with Dawson's Creek. Brittany, where were you when Dawson's Creek happened? Gosh, um, 1998. It's a little fuzzy for me, but I will say that I wasn't allowed to watch Dawson's Creek. So I have never seen an episode of Dawson's Creek before this week. And yeah. And you know, it's funny. I'm already super invested. I was looking up to see how old James Vanderbeek was when he recorded the pilot episode. And, um, in that, while I was searching for that information, cause it wasn't actually very readily available. I got like a spoiler from like the end when someone important dies. And I literally gasped out loud. Oh man. I never watched it all the way to the end. So keep it a mystery. <laughs> I scared my dog. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, how old was he? Uh, he? Well, 20, apparently, but I don't even necessarily believe that. But, you know, he doesn't look like a young 20 year old. He doesn't look like a young 15 year old either. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what's your relationship to Dawson's Creek? I think I was their age. I was around 15 when this show came out and my dad always worked nights No, I was a little younger because I would hang out at my neighbor's house because I was not trusted alone at the house. Can you blame him? Nope. You troublemaker. So I would hang out with uh, the neighbor. She was a year older than me and very much into Dawson's Creek when it started. So I would have to watch this every single time my dad would go to work on Wednesdays or Thursdays whenever this show aired. And I got very invested for like the six months until I was able to just stay at home. So you didn't continue the series. You weren't that invested. Yeah, well, uh, when there's limited things to do, um, you kind of go with the flow of what everyone else is doing around you. And it was pretty exciting. I just gave up very easily when it wasn't readily available. (laughs) Hey, so are you ready to jump into Dawson's Creek Season 1, Episode 1? Titled Dawson's Creek. Let's do it. Okay, so Brittany, the description of this episode is a pair of childhood friends must cope with their emerging sexuality. To be honest, I don't know how successful they were with coping. It was um, a point of contention basically the entire episode. It's definitely questionable whose emerging sexuality is happening, or if it's just already there and has (laughs) emerged months prior. Full-blown sexuality. So in this first scene, we get like a a beautiful dusk over the creek and then some creekside home, and Dawson and Joey are hanging out watching movies. Dawson asks Joey to spend the night. Well, actually, Joey's like leaving and he's like, what are you doing? You always spend the night. And I was like, what? Um, They have this whole conversation about, yeah, well, you know what? Now that we're 15, we can't have sleepovers anymore. It's not appropriate. To which I say, was it ever appropriate? Did you ever have a relationship like this? Absolutely not. And I 
to your question, have a question. What sort of 15-year-old is Dawson? Yeah, exactly. He's like, what are you talking about? We're friends. I'm like, when... Not that it's any of my business and it might be too personal of a question, but when you were 15, wouldn't you like pretty much fuck anything if it was laying in bed next to you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just how human bodies work. Right, right. Um, And I love that one of her defenses for, you know, not wanting to sleep in bed with him anymore is... And you have genitalia. And then they sexy wrestle in the bed. She's like, take this. And it's super, like, sexual. And then she's like, you're right. I think we can platonically sleep together tonight. But I don't believe it. Why does Joey need to spend the night if they're just going to go to sleep? (laughs) That is such a good point. That didn't even cross my mind. If they were going to watch another boring Steven Spielberg movie, maybe it's like, yeah, just fall asleep here. We'll watch the next movie. But no, stay over because we're just going to go to sleep. If I at any point in time get the chance to sleep alone in my bed, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Like when my friend's like, can I crash on your couch? I'm like, can you not? Yeah. It's like, is that what you want to do because it's not what I want to do. <laughs> uh, one of the things, and I and I think that we can really, um, I hope we can relate to this, is um, they do agree to be friends no matter what, no matter how much body hair they acquire. And I, I would like to extend that um, token of friendship to you as well. I appreciate that. And the same goes out to you because <laughs> I'm at the age where I'm starting to get hair in places I didn't think I could grow it. Hey, I said I'd still accept you, but still TMI. What? My ear. I'm talking oh. anyway. <laughs> yeah, whatever. My, my uh, ear, duh. So we end this scene with Dawson as uh, the world's largest bed hog. Dick. Very demanding. Stay over here, and I'm also going to give you about four inches to sleep on. (laughs) Yeah, what a monster. Which takes us into the opening credits. Anytime I've mentioned Dawson's Creek, everyone is like... And I'm like, nope, nope, not the uh, not the pilot episode. That is yeah, a- not the pilot episode. And sometimes those songs change when it goes to streaming, and I recognize that. But we won't know that until we watch episode two, which I am very patiently waiting for. Same. So we see some sailboats, some docks. We are thoroughly invested in this creekside town. Joey's sunbathing. And some sort of creek monster jumps out and takes her into the pond. Then we hear, cut, and oh man, Dawson is filming a horror movie. The interesting thing about this is that Dawson has MacGyvered himself some sort of camera crane out of old boat parts uh, and is filming this horror movie for what we can only assume is a film festival. Uh, Yeah, he brings up that it's for a film festival. Cut to new neighbor arriving in taxi cab. The both of the boys jaws dropped and literally, I think like, what was the song playing? It's like, oh yeah. If you weren't sure that Jen was a pretty girl, (laughs) we get a song that constantly repeats the phrase, hey, pretty girl. It's super on the nose. We realize that Jen is here because her grandfather's aorta collapsed and absolutely no other reason. Ugh, I hate when that happens. (sighs) And Joey's just... Already a new person, I'm not ready for this. I do not need any more friends, no new friends. 
Um, <laughs> especially ones that want to talk to the guy that I definitely, definitely don't have any romantic interest in. Exactly. Um, I, I think that it's, you know, something to be mentioned, like the very first scene, you know, I was going to say Katie Holmes, Joey, uh, is very specifically like, Hey, we are have emerging sexualities now. And then in the second scene, Jen is like, PS, I went through puberty and it just, I don't hang out with teenagers much. Just, you know, personal preference, I guess. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, but do teenagers like constantly refer to the fact that they're going through puberty and like their, you know, sexuality, sexuality emerging over and over consistently? Table that for a moment, Britt, because Deal. that's a discussion. Um, we then see Dawson and Pacey go into Dawson's house where Dawson's parents are adamantly making love on the coffee table. Well, they're not making love. They're, they're making out. They obviously have a physical relationship that they are not ashamed of. <laughs> yeah. They clearly are, um, in a passionate embrace. Yes. And, but before this, you know, Pacey's talking very much like an actual 15 year old. Are you going to hit that? Are you going to do this? You know, I'm not saying it's correct, but that's the only line of like 15 year old dialogue that sounds real. Totally. And I think the only other thing to note here is that the mom calls the dad Mr. Man Meat. And I oh was my like, God. I was like, see, in scene. Okay, Mr. Man Meat, yeah. I'll see you later. Mm. <laughs> mom, mom. We see that Joey travels exclusively by boat, <laughs> arrives ridiculous. at some house where a man with a, a, a pot gives her some stew to try. She describes it as orgasmic. And then another woman comes out who also describes the stew as orgasmic. And we are left to wonder who the fuck these people are. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, I wonder who these people are and can I get the recipe? You throw a bone in there. You got stew going. <laughs> cool. We, uh, you can give me the recipe after the show, I guess. One thing we should note about the couple that Joey runs into that we eventually learn is Joey's sister and her boyfriend. She, Joey's sister's pregnant. So they're in a relationship. I'm going to knock her silly. I swear it. Here, try this. Mm. Orgasmic. Ah. Mm. Mm. Dawson and Pacey, they're at their after school job at the video store. A typical, of course. Typical time capsule moment for us now. Renting VHS tapes. Funny thing, uh, there's a poster of I Know What You Did Last Summer right underneath their rental computer. Yeah, I was trying to think of the significance of that. I think it just goes to show like that that movie had just come out. Oh, okay, okay. So Dawson and Pacey are kind of shooting the shit after school at their after school job. When a sexy lady walks in, she's mature. She describes herself as vintage which is strange, but Pacey's obviously really into it. And she recommends or she requests the film, The Graduate. And it's super like sexual. And to be honest, on a personal level, I was like, well, she's definitely coming on to him, in my opinion. Well, in my opinion, it was an extremely flirty scene, borderline inappropriate. I would go full inappropriate. I mean, a woman, a mature lady is coming to a 15 year old being like, I'll watch The Graduate. Bye. And I'm like, okay, well, you're obviously who, who goes to the video rental store and is like, hmm, I'm in the mood for The Graduate. Yeah. Also, 
Previously, Jen has entered to Hey Pretty Girl music, and Tamara, who we learn uh, through this interaction, enters to Smooth Jazz, which I guess is the 40-year-old woman equivalent of <laughs> yeah. 90s indie rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It leaves me um, wondering what's going to happen with that relationship. As if it could be rot with terrible decisions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's funny too, because, you know, I know that it's, you know, 20 years ago, but like Pacey's hair, so bad. Her outfit, so dumb. Like she's wearing those like mule sandals. (laughs) It's just like. I have no idea what that is. I know, but but other people will. Well, tell me. (laughs) Mule sandals, they're, they're like those sandals that are like, it's like a thick strap that holds it onto your foot, but it has a little bit of a heel on it. Okay. Oh, and here they are here. Yeah. And Pacey's got that, uh, the, the Caesar cut. Yes. Very famous for the time. I believe George Clooney also had that. Well, he rocked it a little bit better in my opinion. Yeah. Pacey wasn't in ER. Yeah. The graduate has now been rented and hopefully everyone will see each other around. Dawson leaves work to meet Jen on the docks, a recurring theme. People met just staring off into the water. On the docks of the creek. Like, she could have been sitting there wanting some, you know, private time, but you'll never, now we'll never know. Yeah. How would we ever know? Because no one allows any sort of privacy in this entire town. (laughs) Exactly. I also noticed that this show, you cannot go 20 seconds without another song. Oh, Interesting. I was going to say you can't go 20 seconds without a teenager mentioning that they're going through puberty, but. (laughs) Well, also that. And Dawson likes to openly admit that he rejects reality. Yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? I'm like, get. yes, I mean, I get it. You're trying to drill it into our heads, get some backstory here so we understand where Dawson is at mentally. I get it. He lives in the the movies. Is that what it's supposed to be? Like, yeah. Well, well earlier, didn't Dawson say something about how he thinks his mom is cheating on his dad? With- we're not there yet. Oh, we're not? We're actually at that scene right now. Allow moi. Yeah, Dawson brings Jen up to his quote-unquote studio, which is actually just his bedroom. And I thought it was about to get really sexy because I'm like, oh, anytime you say something that's supposed to be, you know, slick like that, I thought that it was going to, you know, they're going to go make out. But they didn't. Like, he just you know, showed her all the posters on his wall, one of which including a poster of Schindler's List. Who puts a poster of Schindler's List on their teenage bed wall? I'm like, hey, I'm really trying to set the mood here. So at what point in my room do I position the Schindler's List and color purple? Yeah, the color purple also got me because I'm like, this is like a 15 year old boy being like, I love the color purple. I love Schindler's List. And they both giggle at Spielberg's bad movie posters that that, that he keeps in the, the closet. closet, as if Jen has any fucking clue what those movies are. Yeah, she's fifteen years old. Well, and I don't, and I'm not fifteen years old. Let's yeah, not, very let's insane. Let's not talk about it. Um, <laughs> they're like talking about movies and stuff, which is totally appropriate for fifteen-year-olds. But it, they're like on some other like she's psychoanalyzing him, being like. Do you know about obsessive reality disorder? And he says that, like, all the mysteries of the universe can be realized in Steven Spielberg films. Which is just like, come on. Yeah, and it's the sort of thing where if you want to find something, 
you're going to search for it and give yourself whatever answer you're looking for. That is deep. Like chemtrails, dog. What is the government doing? Well, let, we'll save chemtrails for later because. Yeah, because Joey is entering the room like Sam from Clarissa Explains It All. <laughs> Dawson has Joey watch a recorded clip of his mom on the news. She's a news anchor. She's got big hair. Giant hair. And he thinks that she's flirting with her co-anchor, Bob, because of how she says the phrase, back to you, Bob. So he rewinds and plays it and rewinds and plays it and rewinds and plays it and says, do you think my mom is sleeping with the co-anchor? Which I just have to admit that 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 was weird to me. And I'm like, maybe is he into his mom? Is this like some Oedipus bullshit? Are we like, you know, foreshadowing that? I don't understand. Well, and Katie Holmes is like, you're just trying to find a problem because your life is perfect and you need to struggle, blah, blah, blah. This is put in this episode as if it's going to mean something later. And boy, does it. Spoiler alert. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I can realize when something doesn't fit. Exactly. Kind of like Dawson in those cargo shorts. Yeah, gross. Back to you, Brit. We see Jen go to visit her grandfather who is sleeping in bed, and she's kind of peeling back his shirt to see his chest scars. And her grandma creeps around the corner and is like, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. I was just saying good morning. By running my finger down his chest scar from heart surgery. Yeah. I was just like, don't be like that. Oh, God. Yeah, And that's the entire scene. And so, the, but we, we cut to breakfast the next morning, which I guess it's the same morning. It They're is. They're just going to breakfast. Now. Weird transition here because Jen gets called home and then we see her playing with the scar, and then they're eating breakfast. And I was like, oh, is this one of those fun families where they have breakfast for dinner? But no, <laughs> it's the next morning before it's, school. Yes, it's the first day of school. And I mean, I do, I, it doesn't matter, but like, don't do a close up of eggs being cooked in a yeah. pan. It's just not appetizing. I didn't appreciate it. It's like a very unpleasant Instagram account. And they're <laughs> exactly, it's like, uh, put down your phone. I'm breaking down this scene a lot, I guess, because it's really short and doesn't really have a lot of information. Well, we do find out that the grandmother's a strong Christian. There's a boom mic that continues to fall in the ceiling. <laughs> and uh, Jen is not religious. Yes, she makes that very clear. Her grandma also Very talks, clear. Yeah, I'm very not into church and the Bible. Please respect that. Who? What 15-year-old talks like that? I don't know, but... The grandma does, uh, you know, talk some shit on both Dawson and Joey. And I feel like that's going to come up later. Quick cut after that to Chumbawamba High School, <laughs> where all the students' brains are replaced with smug 25-year-olds. And we learn that Jin is straight edge because a popular girl asks her if she likes to party. And uh, that... Couldn't mean that she did drugs at another point in time in her life, right? Well, that remains to be seen. It just seems odd that they would bring up, uh, do you do drugs and drink alcohol? No? Huh. Okay. Where did you come from again? New York? Oh, huh. Gotcha. Got hmm. it. Got it. That gives me something to think on. Yeah. Pacey also uh, sees Tamara again, except 
She's a teacher. Did you see that one coming? Honestly, is this your your first watch? Yeah, no, I didn't. I definitely didn't see. I'm like a a baby being born and just being like everything that's being presented to me. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like, oh, just random adult woman flirting with a man in a video store. And then, oh, yeah, okay, Yeah, must have took a job as the new social studies teach. My favorite subject. Then Jen has a science class with Joey, but Joey just hates Jen for... Having boobies. Is that a thing? I mean, I know that there's general animosity in all genders and age groups because high schools suck, but it just seems to be like you don't like Dawson, but you're angry all the time at anyone that wants to be his friend. Exactly. So I think that um, we can't take her protesting her feelings for him um, at face value. I was hoping we'd have a class together. This this next scene is just funny because I'm like, oh, why is it here? Maybe it'll make sense later. But Dawson kind of, you know, storms into a classroom and tries to convince the film teacher to let him into the film class, even though he's a sophomore. And he's like, movies are my life. And it's so earnest, but it kind of like annoyed me. And it obviously, oh, yeah. yeah, it obviously annoyed the teacher too, because he's like, no, nope. Also, another poster of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> hey, really quick side note. I have a question because you had told me the other day about the creator. Was he, You said Scream. Did he also do I Know What You Did Last Summer by chance? Yes, Brittany. Kevin Williamson wrote the screenplay for I Know What You Did Last Summer, as well as Scream. It makes a little bit more sense that Dawson's making a horror movie at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. I think the one thing about this scene that's the most annoying to me is that the teacher's just watching Psycho and Dawson brings up what he knows about it. Oh, interesting film, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, you heard of it? Well, (laughs) yeah, but... It is kind of a 15-year-old being like able to rattle off stuff back in the 90s. We all know that someone who majored in film studies really wanted to teach a high school in the middle of fucking nowhere to kids who could give a shit less about film. Which makes it even more frustrating that he wants to stand on his high horse and let the only student that gives a shit about film... Not in his class. This is a very popular class, Dawson. Seating is limited. So in this next scene, Jen confronts Joey asking, are you and Dawson a thing? And Joey insists, no, we're just friends. And instead of Jen being like, cool, cool, interested in seeing him, she's like, P.S. My grandma thinks you have problems. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, well, if you're looking to make a friendship with someone... Don't bring up my... um... Family members talk about you. (laughs) Yeah. My side note, I had a neighbor growing up who was just kind of an annoying and everybody's business shows up at your fence and just talking about what's going on in the neighborhood. That trope, but in real life. And he friended me on Facebook when I first moved to New York. That was not the best time for me. My dad had recently passed away, all this sort of stuff. But he knew I was into comedy and decided he would take it upon himself to let me know uh, a joke I should tell on stage because he thought I was a stand-up comic for some reason. Oh, yeah. His daughter, this is the same family that I watched Dawson's Creek with. Oh, wow. Wow. This is all coming together. Synchronicity. (laughs) 
<laughs> his daughter and him and his wife were all at the dinner table apparently last year talking about how funny it was that I was a really slow runner in high school. <laughs> what? And that how his daughter and her group of girlfriends could speed walk past me. I was overweight, whatever. And I was seriously, he's like, it's so funny. You were running so slow. They could walk faster than you. I can't even believe this. This is like a nightmare. I wrote him back and I said, I said, you know, Dave, I don't need to take any sort of comedy advice from you. And in fact, that's pretty goddamn rude. And then uh, he wrote me back saying, oh, no, no, it's not rude. It's reality, like Roger Dangerfield. (laughs) Ew, what? What a nightmare of a human. Rather than getting into that discussion, I just blocked him. Yeah. Well, um, my favorite response really is like when someone says, you know, my grandma says you're messed up. She's like, well, P.S., your grandma fucked up too, bitch. (laughs) Well, I I do think that, you know, getting back onto the scene, it's interesting that Joey's just like, yeah, let me rattle off why your grandmother is such a shit talker. My dad's in jail. I live with my sister who's pregnant and her black boyfriend as if, like, again, uh, I guess old people always hate interracial couples no matter what time it is. Um, (laughs) Whether it's noon or 5 p.m. And that her mom died of some cancer thing. I'm pretty sure she said weird cancer thing and she's like shugging it off. But I mean, it's obvious that she um, doesn't know how to talk about it, but it was kind of a weird, weird writing. Uh, We move on to lunch, the most critical time at any high school student's day. Favorite time of day. I thought we were going to get the scene of like, oh, where do I sit? But it turns out all of these people eat lunch at the same time and at the same table. Yep. It's convenient. It's convenient. It is convenient because... Dawson gets to hilariously joke about a school shooting and other teachers that have drunken problems. And Joey gets to be really upset that Dawson uses the word climax when talking about his script. He's like, hey, do you mind reading my script? Uh, I need help uh, with the climax. And then Joey's like, I roll. Doesn't he understand you're not supposed to use words that in any point in time? I feel like I'm really ragging on... No, no, no. Joey's like totally in the wrong. And we, I mean, she just continues. Don't, don't defend her behavior because we will, we'll, we'll get into it. She really, really takes it to the extreme. We move on to the next scene where in between classes, Pacey's like, I'm going in for the kill. He decides to ask Tamara, how was the graduate? Well, and then he proceeds to ask her, are you looking for romance tonight? Oh, yeah. And he, he and she's like, what? What are you talking about? And he's... As she, like, relaxes back in her chair, picks <laughs> her feet up on the desk. <laughs> Puts her hand on her pants. Pops off one of those pumps with a, with a right foot and starts stretching her toes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you have in mind? He, he suggests she watch a movie about a woman who romances a young boy on the verge of manhood, I believe is exactly what he says. But... She's like, oh, I would, but I already have plans. I'm going. And of course, she rolls out the exact plan she has. She's like, you know, I, I will I'm, be going to this movie at 715 <laughs> yeah, at the at the exact theater at the corner of here are the tickets. Um, But I originally felt like she had been flirting with him when we 
you know, first met her in the video rental store, felt like she was flirting. In this scene, I felt like she was not. I think that she initially was flirting and then knocks herself out of it, like jumps out of the moment because the bell rings and then like comes back from leaning back and picks up the pencil again. And is like, oh, uh, never mind. Yes. It's like the reverse version of like when the sexy teacher pulls the pencil out of her hair and lets all her hair down. No, glasses on hair back up. So Pacey leaves knowing where the movie is, runs into Dawson in the hallways they said, you know, they have he's a little guy chat. convinced that he's going to get laid by the teacher if he goes to the movie, which I thought was pretty presumptuous, even if she was flirting with him. I'm like, I mean, the hubris of 15 year olds is huge for the most part, at least in my experience. OK, true, true, true. I'm, but I am totally agreeing with you. It's like if you could take one step back and look at reality. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. Like 15 year olds don't have the greatest grasp on reality. And Dawson flat out rejects it. Yeah. Well, and you know, this, this has to be noted because Dawson suggests he stay home and walk the dogs, which I didn't understand what that meant. But we later find out what that means. But apparently walking the dog is masturbating. Yes. Which is just from now on, I will be thinking of, you know, people do ask me, how often do you walk your dog? And I'm like, kind of depends on, you know, if he's got to (laughs) go. Jen is seen by the two male characters as talking to the what I can only assume is captain of the football team because he's wearing a letterman's jacket. Oh, yeah. Pacey gives some jabs at Dawson. Dawson decides to go and ask Jen to the movie with everyone tonight because Pacey has decided the entire friend group is going to that hot new film that they don't mention. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll figure out what that hot new film is shortly. But uh, Jen says yes after Dawson calls the captain of the football team a transvestite schizophrenic. Wow, you pick up on all of these things that I it just escape. I'm sitting here, but like her mule sandals are offensive to me. Um, but I didn't hear transvestite schizophrenic, and that's really weird. Dawson is just coming across really um, terrible. Yeah, um, I don't know how deep I want to get into this, but I really kind of hate the way '90s comedy shaped my initial comedy as a young man. I think that's just one way of proving uh, the examples that were not cool. Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. Especially, I mean, you know, between transvestite and calling people alcoholics, like as if, as if that stuff's funny. Ugh. Next scene, Dawson's in his backwards New York Yankees cap looking all Fred Durst-like and pulls up on his BMX next to Joey as Ew. she walks home. <laughs> uh, she does not want to go to the movies with everyone. Because she doesn't want to go on a, quote, double date. And Dawson pleads saying, you know, this is what friends do. And Joey ultimately decides, okay, we're friends. Dawson gives her a hug. But he cannot read on her face that she is thoroughly disgusted with his idea. In the next scene, Jen asks her strict grandmother if she can go to the movies. And to my surprise... I don't know about you, but I was actually genuinely surprised. I was anticipating that she would say no and Jen would have to sneak out or bail. But that's why I don't write the teen dramas, I guess. Well, she just just slide in like, I just want you to go to church with me on Sundays. Well, right. Which, 
I don't think it's too much to ask for like living with someone like you can go to church and not be a believer. Well, for sure. But I guess it's that her grandma is like so aggressive about it. She's like, you can go to the movies, but you got to go to church. And she's literally like making toast. Grandma's always in the kitchen making food. Uh, And she's like shaking a butter knife at her being like, you must do as I say. And I'm like, if anybody comes at me with a butter knife, I'm like going to instantly be rebellious about it. Whatever they're talking about. Jen's just trying to, uh, you know, put forth a humorous rapport that is, a, a relationship based in comedy or oh, whatever the hell she Right, says. right. Like typical g- grandmother-grandchild relationship. She's, yeah. she, she says, I'll go to church when you say the word penis. You stop that talk. Which is just so absurd. I feel like so even weird saying it out loud, you know? like Yeah, and the grandmother's just aghast. <laughs> yeah. But we should also note that the grandma makes a comment of like, I know what happened in New York. As if we still hadn't picked up on any sort of context clues. Yeah. Well, hey, can I ask you, um, like, what would somebody have to do for you to agree to go to church? You know, like, for uh, Jen, I guess it's just all you got to do, say the word penis and I'll be there. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So what's your thing? Like, what would you do for a Klondike bar except for church? As long as no one's like breathing down my neck or pushing any sort of beliefs on me, if they ask me to go to church and are like, giving me some sort of heads up about it. I wouldn't mind going to a thing of church. What is is that a a thing (laughs) of church? Yeah, a thing of church. I wouldn't agree to like go every Sunday, but I wouldn't put up a fight. I would just be like, hey, I'm not going to go every time, but you want me to go Christmas, Easter? Sure, why not? For sure, for sure. Agreed. I mean, same. At the same time, Dawson's home from school and his dad is doing something with a... Aquarium? Well, it's like little Barbie dolls. He's talking about a restaurant. It's just very, it, it doesn't make any sense. There's no like. What is what does his dad do? I don't know. Like we haven't really figured that out, but he talks about a restaurant. So maybe he owns a restaurant. I have no idea. Dawson's like, you know, this underwater restaurant is wrought with complications. If you didn't think about that before you put together your model. Right. Right. Well, and I love that he's like, all right. And he like sits back in his chair and turns on the news and he's like watching your mom's the best foreplay. And I'm like, wow, you making everybody uncomfortable, me included. Well, and uh, interesting thing I noticed uh, when I watched this for a second time, Bob is on the TV screen and Dawson is in between his dad and Bob. And then his mom's on. He's like, get out of the way, Dawson. And I mean, that's that's not like the smartest uh, storytelling on film, but it was it was probably the best of this episode. Well, it gave me chills having you explain it out loud just then. <laughs> I just saw it through different eyes. It just it has to be noted because like, you know, the dad's like foreplay and Dawson's like screaming about why is everything about sex? Gosh, sex, sex, sex. Why is everybody so obsessed? And it's funny because I'm like a 15 year old is the last person who would be asking those questions. But the, yeah, and the kicker, the conversation wouldn't happen with the dad. Anyway. <laughs> right, right. Well, and the, the kicker is, too, he's like, if sex was so important, then how come Spielberg has never had a sex scene in one of his movies? And well, first of all, it's like, well, that is a good question. Let's talk about it. But secondly, it's like, well, guess what, Dawson? Not everybody bases their life and their decisions around what your favorite director 
does. It's like me being like, Wendy Williams says this. It's like, well, great. <laughs> me, you, and everybody else, we don't subscribe to Wendy Williams, you know, views on life. So it's like, hey, dad, if sex is so important, why didn't Elliot fuck E.T.? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's Tim Taylor, care of Tool Time. We get another 15 second Joey scene where her sister just grabs her face and puts lipstick on her. Yeah. As if to say, you cannot leave this house without makeup on. Well, I mean, I can't believe that you, you who have been so good at <laughs> noting details, forgot to mention that at the opening of the scene, the sister is like weirdly painting a birdhouse. <laughs> and then, you know, Katie Holmes, excuse me, Joey brushes past her, even though they're outside, there's so much room. It's so passive aggressive. Like shoulder checks her. Yeah. And then that's when her sister grabs her arm and grabs her face and like puts makeup on it. And then it's supposed <laughs> to be seen as this like sweet gesture like, oh, you were trying to help me. And they both like smile at each other. And then Joey runs away at full speed. Yeah. And the <laughs> boyfriend's just like, you all do what you want. I'm reading Bon Appetit for the articles. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, but also he's on a um a couch outside. A porch couch. Yeah, porch couch. I used to have one of those back in my college days. Yeah, you know, when the uh, first roommate moves out and decides to just leave their couch yeah, on the porch yep. instead of moving it. Mm -hmm. Well, you end up getting some porch furniture. Yep, porch couch. So after Joey sprints off into the night, we see... Dawson, Pacey, Joey, and Jen walking to the movie. Joey is like absolutely coming for Jen being like, are you a virgin? I mean, I was just asking. It's super passive aggressive. And Dawson lets Joey know like it's like four inches from her face. He's like, I'm going to kill you. Wait. I'm going <laughs> to end this. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like the next scene, they're all taking their seats in the theater and you know, Pacey spots the sexy teacher. And as the lights go down, it's like Dawson has no game. He immediately goes for the handhold. You got to like feel it out. Absolutely. It's waiting for Guffman, you know, well, wait for the moment. Exactly. But he doesn't. And he goes straight for it, which causes Joey. She's not watching the movie. She's watching his hands, which I mean, I guess if you're going to the movie with your friend who you love and the person that they're interested in, like, why would you do that to yourself? You know, but yeah, but it's like, you are probably going to be paying attention to what they're doing, but she goes for, instead of, you know, protecting herself and her emotions, she goes for, Ahem. so Jen, are you a size queen? <laughs> And, and Dawson lets her know once again that he is fully prepared to kill her. And they take, and they decide to take their argument out into the lobby, which I believe was um, respectful. Yeah, I think that was a very good move. And while that's happening, Pacey's sitting with Tamara, uh, wondering if he'll be able to put his arm around her during this great Christopher Guest classic. Uh, turns out Tamara is on a date with Film teacher snob. 
Oh, I didn't make that connection. Every, all the white men on this show, by the way, look the same to me. So I thought the co-anchor was the dad. You know what I mean? So I was always... They both just loved watching themselves on the news. That's what I... I know. I'm just... No, nah, it's, it's... They all have like short brown hair. <laughs> and all of the young men in the show have like shaggy blonde hair. But, you know, flirting with a 15-year-old, that's really bad. But also, going out with someone you work with? Yeah, that is true. You never date someone you work with? That's a poor decision you learn when you're 15. That's the sort of things that should be going on with our main cast, not the adults in this show. So, like, Dawson and uh, Dawson and Pacey start dating because they're, like, coworkers, and they learn the hard way. <laughs> Absolutely. It would have been a little bit more progressive mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. this show attempted to be. Yeah. Pacey like leaves in a or starts to get up in a harumph and knocks over the popcorn on the guy behind him. The guy sitting behind them punches Pacey in the face, decks him. So this guy who punches Pacey is like 40 and his first intention is I'm going to deck a 15 year old. What if we all were that reactive? Like someone, you know, bumps into you at the grocery store. So you run them over with your cart. You know what I mean? It's just kind of a little bit um, an overreaction. Besides, it's just popcorn. Relax. Like maybe he told them to quiet down once, but I don't think the next step is punching in the face. I'm trying to think of what the next step would be. Hey, you got popcorn all over me. That's really rude. Are you Twiggy? What is your problem? My problem is that from the moment Little Miss Highlight showed up, you haven't said one word to me. Crap. That is pure crap. So in the next scene, Dawson and Joey are having their argument in the lobby of the Majestic. And uh, it seemed to me that Joey's argument is kind of based on lies that she's started to just believe herself. Go on. Okay. Dawson talks to her. Uh, the whole episode, but she says that Dawson stops talking to her once Jen arrives. Yeah, which is completely not true. Yeah, Joey's been over to his house. It's <laughs> been like... one day. It has been one day, and Joey has already like come over to hang out. They've talked at school. They've talked after school, but for whatever reason, uh, she thinks that he has been ignoring her. Well, and it's like, if if that was the case, he would definitely not invite her to the movies. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So very strange. He's definitely kept her in the loop pretty much 100 percent. Yeah. And she goes on to say like that Dawson constantly wants conflict because he's got like a perfect life. But Joey's the one that's causing damn near all of the conflict between them. Yep. And we only see one scene this entire episode so far of Dawson like orchestrating any sort of like fictional conflict. And that's where he's like, oh, do you think my mom is cheating on my dad with the co-anchor? And that's it. And even that, you know. Is not invented, as we soon find out. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. I, I hope someone I, has uh, watched this show before listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, watch the watch the show. Um, so we don't ruin anything. Uh, a show that has been out for 20 years. Uh, Jen and Dawson go home or... At least Dawson walks Jen to her grandmother's home, does the loser on the forehead thing. A great throwback. Uh, but it's, but Jen's pretty cool about how shitty Katie Holmes was. And it's like, you know, 
I understand this sort of stuff happened. We're friends. And then, bam, grandma pops on the light and Jen's like, you know what? I'm going to pretend like we kissed. See you later. Which is such a weird thing to say. Like, well, fine. I I pretend we fucked then. (laughs) That's Tim Taylor, care of Tool Time. Pacey is now, you know, I think I'm going to go out to these docks that everyone's been talking about and just collect myself and think while I gaze over the water. Excuse me. (laughs) I interject the fact that I don't think that he was wearing these giant pants before, but he's like walking onto the dock and I was like, holy shit, like his pants are so big. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the era of Jinkos. I know, but it wasn't, they weren't that big before. Like, did Wardrobe oh, say? Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think so. Back and see. I don't think so. No, no, no. We need to make Pacey a little more hip. Can yeah. we give him some Levi pipes? Well, an interesting thing that I read about the wardrobe of Dawson's Creek, just one simple note that I read. Um, the necklace that Dawson wears in the first episode and on was made by his mom and the wardrobe department planned all of his episodes around it, which I just think is like such a weird detail because the necklace is like, oh, I guess that's very Dawson? Question and mark? They must have had really um, open schedules to try and figure stuff <laughs> out. Pacey wants to have one of these uh, momentous alone on the docks ceremonies of just collecting his thoughts. And he can't even have that because Tamara has beat him to it. Oh, wait, She's you just... got to mention that he's got a big black eye. Oh, he's got a huge black eye, a black eye that has developed far too soon for the amount of time it's been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although, who knows? Do you think this is like a lot later? Because... Tamara's not with her date. She's just got her sweater tied around her shoulders and looking at the sailboats. And with her crochet purse. Uh, But what do you call those bangs that she's got? Don't bangs all have names? Uh, I don't know, but they're very thin, but voluminous. So wispy, wispy, wispy. (laughs) And um, but they've got some height. And she does not have a part in her hair, which her hair just from the very front goes all the way to the very back. There's no part whatsoever. Pacey goes on to speak like um, he has written the script for his own life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What does he say? He says things like, uh, I'm the young boy on the verge of manhood and you are afraid of aging and all of these sort of things. And... It really... Oh, he's like, you blew it, lady, because I'm the best sex you've never had. And he, like, puts his cigarette out, flicks it into the... <laughs> no! Into the sea, walks away in slow motion as all the boats explode. No, instead, uh, the teacher just reminds him that, well, you got one thing wrong in that whole speech, and that you're a man. And then they start making out hardcore! Tamara pulls herself back, gasps, and then runs off into the night a la Katie Holmes. Joey, we do a smooth transition to Dawson's house. Oh, yeah. He's back in his room and he opens his closet almost like intuitively as if he knew Joey was going to be there. And she was. And she's like in there clutching a E.T. figure, circling back to the E.T. thing from the beginning. In a different show, maybe she was going to kill Dawson. I would watch that show. Like, wait for him to sleep. 
did not see that one coming in the pilot episode. Oh, yeah. Dawson's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you know, my thing with Dawson's room, I know I brought it up before, but the Schindler's List poster is just constantly looming in the background of every shot. Just a constant reminder that this is a 15-year-old with a Schindler's List poster on his bedroom wall. I will, I, I will just never get over it. It makes more appearances than I know what you did last summer. Yeah, or I was going to say more appearances than Michelle Williams. Dawson apologizes for being insensitive, which still I don't get how he wasn't like, is he supposed to is the whole idea that that Katie Holmes actually likes Dawson? I mean, and that he should have been picking up on that. I, I, I mean, I do think that that's what her situation is. She likes him. And uh, he, he, I mean, he even says in this scene, he's like, look, I thought you looked pretty with the makeup on, but that's all I thought. And she's like, she doesn't hear what he's saying. She like smiles at that. Like if somebody's like, you look pretty, but I'm not interested. And you're like, there's still hope. That's, that's the impression that I got. He's really fighting their um, relationship changing. He really is like kind of in denial about, you know, he wants her to not have feelings for him. So he's like maintaining in his brain that like, you know, denial being like, oh, yeah, she definitely we we can still be these platonic friends, even though she does have feelings for him. They're both lying to themselves. Yeah, because she then comes up with uh, she admits that. She doesn't want to date Dawson, but doesn't want him dating other people. Which is controlling. Uh, A little inappropriate there, but I guess these are the lessons we learn as 15-year-olds. Yeah. Well, uh, so they they determine that they're not really interested in each other, but on a personal note, I did actually, like at this moment, I wondered to myself, do you think James Vanderbeek and Katie Holmes ever fucked? I think this whole cast did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, when they weren't being tutored. Oh, well, well. I just think that, like, you don't go however many seasons this show went. Not fucking your (laughs) co-stars. Or at least, like, fooling around a little bit. Totally. But I do think it's interesting that we get the second walk the dog conversation. Well, I want to, like... As if we understood what walk the dog meant the previous time we heard. Right, exactly. Um, well, it's funny because she also says it in this like kind of testing way. He's like, we can talk about anything. And she's like, how often do you walk your dog? And he's kind of unwilling to answer. And they just kind of have a stare down. Rightfully so. Well, right. Because it's like, okay, well, I said that you can talk about anything, but it's like, I don't ask about your bowel movements, please. There's still boundaries, <laughs> boundaries. and friendships. But he won't answer. And so she's like, mm, okay, goodbye. And she leaves. It's like, if you can't tell me how often and when you masturbate, then Obviously, our friendship isn't real. Yep. She sprints out the window Mm -hmm. and down to her primary mode of transportation, the rowboat. Well, and meanwhile, he's like running his fingers through his hair really dramatically and is banging his head against the wall on the Schindler's List poster as if it's like for me. He plops down and looks at the framed picture of Steven Spielberg on his desk and doesn't know what he's doing. Until he pops up and he goes to the window while Katie Holmes is crying in her boat. He yells, Joey. 
I masturbate to Katie Couric. Leave me alone. Yeah. Is it going to be awkward now? (laughs) Great. Now, every time you watch Good Morning America, you're going to think about. It's also funny that his J.O. material is a news anchor. Oh, uh, this is. This is oh well. Sorry, I, d- I took it too far. Incredibly, I told no, you we were going to probably take it too far. It's it's just you brought it like you brought it right back home with that Oedipus complex. And Joey <laughs> looks up at him and has a inqu- like a very questionable look on her face. She doesn't know what's going on. And then the light bulb goes off that oh he jerks off to Katie Couric. I get it. Ha 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 ha! I'm laughing very hard now. Push my boat off and. Let's go home. But before she goes home, what does she see? Oh, uh, she sees Dawson's mom kissing the co-anchor in the driveway of their house. But it's funny because, like I said, I thought all of these people looked the same. So I, <laughs> you and I had discussed this. You're like, yeah, that was such a crazy twist. And I'm like, wait, I thought she was kissing her husband in the driveway. Because if you're going to have an affair, why are you doing it in the driveway anyway? Yeah, why is the co-anchor dropping you off from work and then making it? Why are you both making out in your driveway? Yeah, knowing... Go to the seedy motel room outside of Dawson's Creek Town. Like a normal newsacre would. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, this there's there can only be more storylines to expand on in this TV show. Oh, yeah. And I can't... I genuinely can't wait to see what comes next. I... As I said, I'm I'm very invested already. Now I've got a few like closing questions for you to to wrap this episode up that I think might be good little segments to have on this podcast. First of which being, did you like this episode? I liked it in the sense that it, I was entertained. It was very um, absurd to me. It, it kept being like. Every twist and turn, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Penis, that's crazy. Walk your dog, that's crazy. Why is his pants so big? (laughs) So it was a journey for sure. Yeah, it it was fun for like me knowing what it was, having seen it before and watching it as like as an older guy. Like I recognize like how silly this is to be geared towards kids. And that's what makes it hilarious. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so next question. If you were to watch this show and you were the age of the characters in it, do you think your opinions would have been different? Well, obviously, because, you know, we have such a different um, scope on life at that age. But, you know, I was led to believe when I was young and I hadn't seen the show at all. And even up until, you know, last week, I was under the impression that the show was supposed to be really racy. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting when I watch it. It's like everybody's a virgin. They're all good kids. Well-intentioned. You know what I mean? I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Teenagers have sex and there's nothing racy about that. You know what I mean? It's not racy for teenagers to want to have sex or to talk about sex. I don't think. Even as a teenager, like that's what teenagers do. So in the same way that when, you know, you watch whatever when you're a kid or teenager or whatever, it it seems so normal. It just seems like a, you know, more, more exaggerated version of real life. Yeah. Um, I think as a young person, we always feel more mature than we actually are. Oh, totally. And this show totally like enables those thoughts. Like it's not cool to direct something like this 
towards the demographic, like presenting it as like some sort of something that is normal. Like this is not scenarios that happen in real life. This is not how 15 year olds talk to one another or their parents or any sort of authority figures. And to that, I think it, it did shape kids' minds in a, in an inappropriate way. But I mean, obviously I survived, so it's really hilarious <laughs> looking back at it. Barely. Yeah. Um, did you have a silliest moment? Oh, you know, I really, I really hope that they changed the set around a little bit before episode two, because Schindler's List poster on a 15 year old boy's wall will forever be like my, it's a thorn in my side for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, I'd say on my side, it's just the amount of times we saw, I know what you did last summer. Uh, (laughs) And, and that you at one point see the boom mic and Katie Holmes is like mic pack. Oh really? Before they go into the majestic theater, you like see her portable mic pack like strapped to her belt interesting so Brittany, one thing that we haven't expressed yet is that we won't be doing dawson's creek every episode we're gonna do a different show next episode then we'll come back to dawson's creek and i'm gonna choose a shorter sitcom that maybe we'll change down the line we don't have to go through all of these shows that's for the third episode to decide but for now i'm thinking fraser what about you Yes. Oh, I. you know how I feel about Frasier. I love Frasier. Should we just start with season one, episode one? I I kind of want to swing this to you. Why don't you pick a good episode and you let me know? Yeah, because I don't want to go all the way down. Like sitcoms don't have the, Mm-mm. especially 90s sitcoms, they oh, don't yeah. have this long form story. Exactly. Well, uh, that's it for this week of the TV show show. You can rate us and review on iTunes. It's the best way to bring awareness to this extremely unique podcast. Be sure to share this with your friends, your mom, your weird neighbor whose aorta collapsed last week. <laughs> and we'll see you next week when we talk some Frasier. <laughs>